0: Give me head, give me head,
1: give me headlines, and give me head. That's right, folks, from Hollywood, live from Hollywood, live to tape, digital tape, live podcast that's not live from Hollywood. It's me, Kevin Smith. And I'm Ralph Garman. And uh, we're here to give you the news, kids, all the Hollywood news uh, that's fit to print um will will wilkins just answered my
2: text you talk for a second go ahead (laughs) okay nobody prints anything anymore kevin there's no news fit to print there's only news fit to talk about that's right and hopefully here on
1: give me headlines that's what we've been giving you is news to talk about here's something you can fucking talk about stick this in your pipe and smoke it i think me and ralph are going to be doing a new year's eve show how about that? That's right, man. I know you've been sitting around going like, COVID fucking sucks, man. COVID took everything from us. Why can't we have anything nice anymore? You're going to have something nice. Me and Ralph are going to sit around and do Babylon uh for you. Live streaming Babylon, man. Uh Maybe even one of those where you can hear the audience, for heaven's sakes. Get some Who feedback. Knows? Yeah. Oh, my God. But we're going to. We'll let you know where, when when, and how and who to give money to and how. Then <laughs> that would what, be, me. That would be me. Ralph's the one who'll take the money, and then I'll yes. show it to you. Um, so if you've been looking for something to do New Year's Eve, what are you doing New Year's Eve? What are you doing New Year's Eve? There's two songs I can count on them to fucking take a cue from. One is that one, and the other is fucking... I forgot what the other one was. <laughs> oh, Edelweiss. That's the other one. <laughs> I smoked <laughs> it away sure, for a second. Yes. <laughs> but then I was like, there's way more than that. There's the Beauty and the Beast song that makes him fucking cry. Tale as old as time. What was it? Barely even friends, then somebody bends. That's what makes you yes. fucking buckle.
2: Barely well. even friends, then somebody bends. And tastes unexpectedly. It up the
1: ass. No, don't you sully it. Mm hmm. I didn't sully it. That fucking live action remake sullied it. <laughs> I'm at least honoring what came before. Um, speaking of, uh, live action remakes, uh, we got news for you kids. There's all sorts of news going on, but uh, mm-hmm. right before we hit whatever fucking news is going on, we were just about to fucking talk about something off camera. And I said, Oh my God, let's do that on the show. What were we just talking about?
2: just in this world of spiking COVID infection numbers, while we're all still just holding our breaths until the vaccine is distributed to everyone, which is going to be a while kids. It's still stupid not to live by the, uh, the rules, the CDC protocols that have been put out and Kirk Cameron, who's a douchebag, has a, has a wild hair up his ass because there's a California stay at home order in place.
1: Show me that wild hair up your ass. Show me that wild. Don't waste another minute on that face mask. He's so he- one of these cats.
2: Yeah. So he put together a uh, can I, protest can we just, can we Christmas tell- carol sing along oh with about 500 maskless people all jammed together, spewing droplets all over each other to talk about how upset he was that California has a stay at home order in place and how unacceptable it is because of liberty and Jesus, and Christmas, and all the other buzzwords they like to throw around. Did they
1: sing that uh, immortal classic? Spread the germ, let them know it's COVID spike again. Wow. So uh, I just
2: was so furious.
1: Well, hey, you know what, Ralph? Before you jump on his religious balls, Uh Jesus never wore no face mask, so... That's true. <laughs> as far as we know. Actually, he did wear the Shroud of Turin, which That's technically right. was a mask. But technically it was. most Christians would point out that he did that only in death. So yeah. mask equals death.
2: It's just so insane. We're so if close.
1: Truly- we're so close. They're spreading. They're, they're bringing vaccinations. They're, they've started already in this state. And still, there's a jackass that has to, even if he's in influencing a hundred people or how many fucking people a Kirk Cameron reaches.
2: It's just so fucking stupid and irresponsible, man. If you're truly upset about the stay at home order because of the spike of infection rate, you should be encouraging people to stay away from each other and wear masks to drive that rate down so that they can remove that stay at home order. It's it's just count. It's counter to all logic to behave in this way. Hey, Kirk Cameron, like,
1: I didn't get to go see my mom on her 75th birthday last week, and I'm probably not going to be able to go see my kid for Christmas. First Christmas since the child has sprang forth from her mother's nethers forever tarnishing that fucking amazing fucking place. (laughs) Um, I, you know, have not missed a Christmas with this kid, man. Um, And now because of fucking COVID, I might have to, and I can accept that. Yeah. Because I would like to share future Christmases with her. Um, I look, Ralph, get off Kirk Cameron's balls because he probably has a small business that he's protesting is <laughs> being closed. Don't you understand? Right. Like these restaurateurs, they're getting it in the ass with all these closures. So you know, maybe right. Kirk Cameron's restaurant, that's what he's fighting for, the little guy.
2: Is that what this he's, is about? He's got a he's got a Jamaican chicken place called jerky <laughs> <laughs> called Jerk and Kirk <laughs> that he
1: opened up and is just not doing well for some reason. The uh, touch of it being Jamaican chicken was fucking so specific <laughs> and nice, and because then it then it it creates an even bigger asshole out of Kirk Cameron because it's like That's look at this right. culturally appropriated piece of shit <laughs> with a Jamaican chicken restaurant, fake Christian <laughs> Jesus didn't like fucking chicken. They don't have any chickens in the Bible that I'm that I'm aware of. I, yeah, I you know me I went too. to Catholic school. I fucking Went to church a lot. I heard those stories over and over again. There was never like, there's. well, you know what? My bad. There was like, and then the cock crowed and Peter, you know. Oh, right. Yeah, that counts. Yeah. I'm glad I caught myself. Otherwise, there'd be a bunch of people going, bro, one of the most famous chickens in the world is in the Bible. Him, the cock, that crowed. I'm like, well, that ain't a chicken. That's a boy chicken. A A rooster. Well, isn't that a, is that? No, it is a rooster. Yeah. Cock's a rooster. So when they say a cock crows, that
2: ain't a chicken. Well, it's the male chicken. It's the species. You got hens, and you got crow, and you got uh, you got roosters. But that is a chicken. But right they're right. all chickens, yeah. And that's they're a chicken that, for chicken. some
1: reason, like goes to the top of a building, like of of the barn, and fucking cook, cook, cook,
2: Yeah, roosters on on farms. It, you've you've seen that trope before in movies, right? Where everybody how gets come, woken up. How come if a rooster can get up on the
1: fucking barn roof? How come the chickens don't follow just for the fuck of it and be like?
2: Because they know their fucking place. That's why. <laughs>
1: Nice. stay off the fucking roof. That's cock territory. This is where the fucking boys hang. We come up here and we fucking let everyone know it's morning. We state the
2: obvious. (laughs) First rule of cock club is you don't let any hands in cock club.
1: Speaking of cock club, it sounds like Kirk Cameron's got one going right now. bunch of fucking cocks who just want to sing Christmas carols. Come on.
2: It's rampant. I mean, Cardi B just had a, a birthday party for her husband offset at an Atlanta nightclub. Wall to wall people, no masks. It's just it's the, the entitlement is not exclusive to religious groups or races or it, as, it seems as Michael be, Jackson
1: saying it don't matter if you're black or white. Apparently,
2: that's right. They're all assholes, Man. no matter what color they are. And it's just infuriating because those of us who are trying to live by the rules. It doesn't matter if everybody doesn't do it. If just half of the people do it, it's not gonna work. And then they scream, why isn't it working? If your masks are so wonderful, why aren't they working? Because you're not wearing one asshole. And it's also ah. like where where's the like we've been at it
1: this long. Like you can't be a little more patient, you can't just hold out, you can't just fucking wait. Like Entitlement. Um well Nobody ever accused Kirk Cameron of helping out, so this shouldn't but be you any different.
2: N- you know who's very, very passionate about COVID protocols and making sure that no one breaks them? My daughter. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but also Tom Cruise. Have you heard Tom's rant? No. Oh, Kevin, you must listen to the audio from the set of Mission Impossible 23 or whatever it is they're filming right now in the UK. Oh, Ralph. Someone surreptitiously um recorded mr Cruz screaming at crew members who to his opinion were not standing sufficiently apart from each other and he went full christian bail on these two guys and it is spectacular um the beautiful
1: thing about us doing a home show at the moment which is what we're doing uh, uh ralph and i are zooming at one another ladies and gentlemen um is that I can quickly go to google i entered the uh the term tom cruise and <laughs> before i was finished typing the ruse part of tom cruise uh instantly a clip came up said tom cruise screams at uh somebody hold on let's let me pull yes. it
0: up let me unmute this fucking thing and see Tom Cruise unleashed on the Mission Impossible 7 crew for breaking COVID-19 rules on set according to leaked audio obtained by The Sun. The outburst began. The actor spotted two crew members standing too close to one another in front of a computer screen. Sources close to production confirmed the audio to Variety. In the leaked audio, Cruz laid into the crew, saying that the movie industry has been looking to the Mission Impossible 7 crew to set the standard for filming during the pandemic. He warned that anyone who... Oh my god, where's this... I don't want to hear somebody breaking it down.
2: No, you want to hear the actual actual raw anger and fury coming from Tom Cruise. It's spectacular and also speaking of entitlement he goes off on how we're the gold standard everyone is looking to us about how to produce movies and how to work in hollywood we have thousands of people's jobs riding on us and you motherfuckers are going to ruin it and he just goes on and on and on
1: it it's- sounds like uh he's got a bit of that uh christopher nolan like uh, we're way more important than we actually are
2: Going on, very much so. Is he is—he has the weight of the entire film industry on his shoulders, Kevin. That's what he's expressing to people. All right, and it's Tom remarkable. Tom Cruise screams. Tom Cruise yelling
1: at Mission Impossible. Here we go. This is from Kenny. D- you're back
0: there in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. Because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every f- studio at night. Insurance companies. Producers. And they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs, you f- Whoa. F-. I don't ever want to see it again. Ever. And if you don't do it, you're fired. And I see you do it again, you're f- gone. And anyone on this crew does it. That's it! And you too! And you too! And you! If you ever fing do it again! That's it! No apologies! You can tell it to the people that are losing their fing homes! Because our industry is shut down! It's not gonna put food on their table! Or pay for their college education!
2: You guys on for about two and a half minutes. In the future, the industry.
0: So I'm sorry, I'm beyond your apologies. I have told you, and now I want it. And if you don't do it, you're out. you're f***ing gone and so are you so you're going to cost him his job and I see it on the set, you're gone and you're gone that's it am I clear do you understand what I want do you understand the responsibility that you have because I will deal with your reason and if you can't be reasonable and I can't deal with your logic you're fired that's it that is it
1: I trust you guys to be here. <laughs> you, you, you trust them not to record, too. <laughs> they fucking sure as
2: fuck did that. What is he mad about, Ralph? What happened? What's the context? There were two crew members apparently standing closer than six feet apart near a uh, a, a screen, a uh, playback screen or something. And he spotted that and called them out on the carpet for violating the covid protocols which insists that crew members all must remain more than six feet apart at all times but according to the story he goes around the set like checking it all out all the time to make sure that everyone's wearing a mask and everyone's doing this and i guess his heart's in the right place as producer and star of the project Mm. but there's a control vibe to him and to that rant which strikes me very much like what you hear about Scientology, which is you do what I say at all times. You, you must adhere to the rules of the, the, the higher-ups or else you are a suppressive person. You're, you're outside the, the acceptable norm for me. And I get that he's, he's uh, passionate, but boy, he seems fucking tightly wound.
1: There's um, no reason... Anyone should ever scream on a movie set, with the exception of it's in the script and it's called for. And you're an actor, uh, or at war, uh, there is a piece of equipment f- heading towards somebody, falling, and you're look out or whatever the fuck. Yeah, but I, you know, I get it. But you could have accomplished that exact same thing without
2: yelling yes in about 30 seconds yeah by saying hey you two separate and i want to have a conversation with you after we wrap today
1: that was eyes wide shut long but yes. not eyes wide shut sexy <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's why we stayed with that boring movie there's a lot of nudity but right. there was no nudity in that audio clip whatsoever except uh, naked power ralph
2: Yes, well, oh, just Kevin. fucking
1: naked power. That what I hear in that rant, um, you know. Of course, is somebody who doesn't want to get COVID, and and to be fair, like you know, him going like this movie is not getting shut down. He could have taken that down a few notches, but you know, it's that is one of those movies that costs like a hundred million bucks, and for them to stop
2: cost. They already had some problems in Italy with a a COVID situation where they had to shut down production for a while. So uh. Uh, They must spend easily on a movie
1: like that. (sighs) Minimum. Minimum. $500,000 a day. $750,000
2: a day. Sure. Sure.
1: And maybe I'm naive. Maybe they're, you know, of course with big stunts more than that, but maybe they're minimum a million dollars a day. So even if they're not working, that's what the production is still fucking costing. So, you know, his whole thing about like, we're not getting shut down. You know, I, I get it as the producer. He's just like, Hey man, all it requires is us to simply follow the fucking rules. And they're letting us go back to work, but fucking, you know, fucking stand over there. But does that necessitate, even if that was the 10th occasion, does that necessitate that kind of fucking meltdown? No. Of course not. not.
2: You should never berate professionals to that level. That's the thing, and again, like, I think it comes were from all, his perception because those were he's all used to
1: adults. It wasn't like he was right. one of those people was not a dog. And even then you'd be like he's really mean to his fucking dog. <laughs> yes. These were human beings like adults, probably one maybe even close to his own age
2: if not older. Yes. My my thing I'm waiting for is what his reaction is going to be to that tape being leaked and reaching the world, where Mister Mister Calm in Control Clear guy is going to be uh, exposed for for losing his shit.
1: I mean, fuck, does he even care after like this dude jumped on the couch and everybody was like, he's done. Yeah, I suppose that's true. As long as he keeps fucking, you know, tying himself to airplanes or shooting himself in outer space and fucking <laughs> literally <laughs> trying to get himself killed while making one of these Mission Impossible movies, people will still, you know, they'll pay. He hasn't done anything too beyond the pale yet. Even that, which to me I'm like, ugh, that's gross, is not going to get him, quote unquote, canceled.
2: Um, but he's very he is very aware of and concerned with his image. True.
1: But, I mean, look, Christian Bale, didn't you guys call him on K-Rock or he called he you guys? He called
2: us. Yeah, we were doing Bale bits for a week when uh, that Terminator audio leaked. And he finally called in and said, it's been very funny, but I just want to call you guys and say i wanted to take this opportunity to apologize for my behavior i was out of bounds and it was embarrassing and you guys you made me laugh about it and i appreciate that but i just wanted to let everyone know that i'm aware of how wrong i was and and how embarrassed i was
1: how um like were you were you like oh my god he hurt us or were you like oh my god he hurt us
2: a little of both Uh... But when he said, you know, I'm sorry, and I want to apologize, I said, oh, good for you. (laughs) You want to apologize. (sighs) No, I didn't, but I should have. But uh, Um, no, he was very contrite about it. And you see, I can almost understand more in the heat of an artistic moment when you're in the middle of a scene and the lighting guy interrupts what you're trying to accomplish while the camera is rolling. I can almost more understand Christian Bale's flare-up as wrong as it was versus Tom Cruise, just seeing behavior on a set and just unloading on some guy who just wants to fucking move cable or something. You
1: know, I'm still fucking stuck on the fact that both you have appreciated Christian Bale's work. And apparently Christian Bale has
2: appreciated your work as well apparently and that only bad. because i would i was directly addressing christian bale he probably wouldn't have cared about anything else but, but regardless he'd like you
1: know fucking
2: so no he got a laugh at me. the only
1: reason you care about him is he played fucking batman if you never played batman be like fuck that guy
2: how dare you he so, also played a magician <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: one of them, one <laughs> exactly. of the magicians exactly so <laughs> i feel like he paid attention to you because you were playing a character he was interested in himself you True. paid attention to him because he was playing a character you were interested in, Batman. And right. how strange that in this world of, you know, never ending celebrities, there's always some famous fucker being invented and shit like that. And him being one of them, you know, as little, I guess he was a little boy in, in the Spielberg movie, right? Empire of the Sun. He was indeed. So he's been around for a red hot minute. He was a newsie too, wasn't he? I can't remember. But he was one of the newsies. Could have been, probably. Could be right. I'm not the mm-hmm. big Christian Bale man that you are. But that's the point <laughs> of the story, is as big a fan as you've always been of Christian Bale, apparently, going right to is his fucking Newsies from? defense and shit. Uh, he's um, charming. He now knows, and well, then going back to but
2: regardless, he, he knows your work and appreciates Yes. It. He was a fan of mine as I was a fan of his. That's pretty fucking we, we, marvelous. We share a deep, abiding Respect and affection for each other's craft.
1: You should have, uh, you should have said you got, you said, kind of used that, if you will, to get yourself a you know quiet, non-speaking part in his next movie. Yeah, and then maybe a larger part in the movie after that and stuff.
2: Parlay like that. that into a friendship, maybe a
1: podcast or two. I'm just saying, <laughs> there's there's a pattern that's been established, and I don't understand why you didn't. You tested it out on me. You could have perfected it on him.
2: That's true.
1: And you could that's have been in American Hustle. or whatever. You, Fuck that. When was Gen Y or whatever the fuck it was called? Or no, that wasn't Gen Y Sis. It was Terminator. Genesis, yeah. Was Genesis. it? No, Gen- yeah, I thought Gen Y Sis was the, you know, like the, we're back, the fucking, it, it rebooted. Yeah, that's-
2: oh, you might be right, yeah. With the guy from Planet of the Apes. Salvation, that's what Salvation, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: Terminator salvation my ass there's nothing <laughs> to save there. no oh my god it just felt like a trip a long trip to skull hill
2: God, God. they won't give up on that franchise will they god bless them they just they just keep digging it up i think everyone's afraid
1: to do a variation on it because they'll get sued by um you know what's his name um
2: titanic pants
1: no uh the guy remember he sued titanic pants
2: Oh, right. Yeah, okay. I know you're talking about. His
1: name escapes me at the moment. I think he passed away. Very um, famous writer, wrote for Star Trek. Right. Fucking, uh, uh, Ellison? Harlan Ellison. Harlan Ellison. Did he pass away? I don't yes, he did. Say, he yeah, did, he did right? pass away. I don't want to say he didn't. And then oh, he, he did. He's well dead. He finds me on Twitter. But he seems <laughs> very quiet about Trump, so I guess he has passed on. <laughs> um, Harlan Ellison, he sued Jim Cameron because... You know, Terminator, very closely resembled uh, an episode of Outer Limits that he wrote called yeah, The Sentinel, like and so he got credit after T two. He didn't sue him after Terminator one. Terminator like one was you know did fine, but Terminator two was a massive success, and that's when he fucking sued. So in the end credits, I believe they added, him, and this could be true of just Terminator, not Terminator two, but. I'm pretty sure it's Terminator 2. His name is added in the post-credits, like uh, on home video. They couldn't make it for the theatrical run. But on home video, it says, like, you know, with consideration to Harlan Ellison. A
2: big wet kiss to Harlan Ellison. Yeah. So maybe they're like,
1: look, fucking, we already paid through the nose for this fucking concept. And also, once again, it's proven. The name is great. It's like one of the greatest movie title names of
2: all time. Terminator. You're like, what the fuck? What's that about? I, I get all of that, but they keep fucking it up. I know. At some point, you think there's diminishing returns on this stuff, right? It's <laughs> like Fox just ordered a reboot of Fantasy Island. Did you see the movie that they did? No, of course I didn't. Because who would? Who cares?
1: It has that actor who I love. who's an Michael Peña? Yeah. So That's, that's why. Mr.
2: Rourke. He played yeah. Mr. Rourke. That's why I went for it. Um, malcolm mcdowell played mr rourke in the tv reboot the dark Before TV, that the dark tv remake. they re- and i love that. him too but i didn't watch it because it's a it's a it's a relic from its time it was fine for what it was and we all enjoyed it now they're going to dig it up and put it up on fox again really for fuck's sake you're a tv network and you're battling the streaming services coming up with amazing content and you're going to reboot Fucking Fantasy Island. It's true, you HBO. fucking deserve to die. Television, HBO's network television like, should go away. HBO's like, here's the Watchmen. <laughs>
1: You're right. And and fucking Fox is like, hold my beer. Fantasy Island. They're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> are you playing? Are these fuckers playing five D chess? Like, no, no, they're literally. Nope. They, they got the title cheap. They think they can make it work. <laughs> Who's going to be there? Mr. Rourke, did they say? They
2: haven't cast it. They just
1: announced their uh, their intentions. If you found out that I was doing it, would you be like, you fucking jerk? Or would you be like, oh, my God.
2: If you were that. Mr. Rourke, yeah. I'd be fucking all in. Because then at least it'd be funny. At least it'd be like a stoned Mr. Rourke who makes people's dreams come no, true. No,
1: what if it was just sad? Because like I really couldn't act. Like I really couldn't <laughs> handle it. And suddenly you realize after all these years why well, I played Silent Bob. So in the pilot you know i'm just like my dear guests. i am your host mr mr rourke welcome now, we all know you
2: can act we've seen you, you
1: do other things i eyes <laughs>
2: but if you took it really seriously and decided this was your chance to be a serious dramatic actor that would make me laugh
1: my dear friends it's like i picked a character
2: voice that was like
1: miles everyone, <laughs> way beyond my range and shit. Yes. So it wasn't even something like, oh, he can comfortably shift into it. Like it sounds like he's doing a British Mister Magoo.
2: Yeah, as well, you change my- your accent, <laughs> you shave your head, you decide to <laughs> put on three hundred pounds that you had lost. This is you're how going, I
1: feel about Rourke. I'm like, I <laughs> yes. feel him. Rourke he, is he's in me now. He's just in me. It's Colonel Kurtz. You don't. You're not addressing. <laughs> The clown who made Clerks is gone. Now there is Rock, and only Rock. you will speak with Rock. (laughs) Um, What if, all right, that's far-fetched, but what if I did get the role of Tattoo and shit? Oh, even more I'm watching. You kidding me? That would
2: would actually get my eyes onto this show on Fox. I I think it'd make a few people watch.
1: So I think, Fox, if you're (laughs) listening, you know, call it stunt casting. Call it what you want, but... That depends. Where are they shooting this fucking thing?
2: Um, I've given you all the details. Some some island somewhere, Ralph? (laughs) I I think they're shooting it on the back lot at CBS Radford (laughs) where they did Gilligan's Island. (laughs) Then I'm your man.
1: Then I'm so your tattoo. Oh, my God. I'll work on that show for a quarter of what the... Industry standard is. That's I my only backyard. want to see
2: it if they digitally reduce your size to that of Herve Veliches, so that you are a diminutive tattoo as well. And like you were the so I want you like Bratsy size tattoo. <laughs> oh, I'm just like,
1: Wunderbar. Um, what if, uh, and we have to work it into the plot so that like people don't get mad. They're like, they could have hired a little person for this, but I'm like, I'm right. not a little person. My character tattoo was a man hit with a shrink ray that only worked half about like three quarters of the way. And then Rourke changed his mind the last minute instead of shrinking me to oblivion left me as this clearly diminished man, but like with a high voice because the, when something shrinks it gets like this and the voice goes up as we all know, based on movies and TV. I I think, I think you can make that work logically where people are like, all right, it's not an insult to,
2: to (laughs) little people, little people. It's, It's, you know, Rourke gave you a job out of guilt because he ruined your fantasy. Your fantasy was to be shrunk down to subatomic size and he couldn't
1: go through with it. That's fucking pretty amazing right there, man. Like, that's some good writing right there. (laughs) Thank you. If that's in the pilot, I'm like, well, I'm well done. (laughs) They stuck the landing. All right. I'm in for episode two. And as we all know, episode two is just a repeat of the pilot. (laughs) So, you know, we got him for at least two episodes before we have to come up with some new shit (laughs) to make them go like... Yes. Otherwise, they're going to be like, "Nope, full of shit." This is a dumb concept that should have died in the seventies. <laughs> um, oh, what? Wow, you're so no. right, and you went off on a fucking phenomenal little tear. I was so, so like stoned and scared that I was like, "Oh my god, he means it." But you're absolutely right. Like, if this is what they think they're going to compete with, they're, ne- they're, they're, they're never going to live. No, they're doomed. It's it's crazy. It's like somebody being like, um, you know, we should, uh, we got a chance to, to purchase more water and oxygen for the future. And some fuckers being like, now nah, we're good.
2: It's like guys are there playing laser tag and you're saying, I got a frisbee. Anybody want to play frisbee? It's like you just can't stop it. It
1: is. It's like fucking. It's like playing, uh, what's that game that Muse plays and everybody plays? They just add a green, green arrow to it. Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. It's like playing, uh, Fortnite and all of a sudden they're like, no, play this. And they hand you like fucking a tiger handheld football game from 1978 and shit, and you're right? Like, why are we dialing back? It's nuts, man. Um, well, that's why we're not in charge of a network. True that. And you know, people will tune in to watch like the first one or two episodes, but...
2: I suppose, depending on who they cast and, and stuff. And look, I'm not against the premise of anthology series. I loved those. I One of my favorite things about Fantasy Island back when I was a kid was... Brand new cast every week, brand new storylines, brand new fantasies. I know.
1: What are you fucking knocking this for? This gives us a chance to get on TV. <laughs> they got to fill like fucking eight slots a week. You know they're not getting the A list and shit like that and probably even a B at this point. So C and D's, man, line the fuck up. That's you and me. We go as a couple of podcasters who fall into the clutches of whatever the fuck. You know, our fantasy turns and bites us in the ass. I got no shot. They're calling you and Muse. I won't get
2: on there, but you guys will get on.
1: Well, I mean, I you know, if I if if I get on with him, I might come back with you. So oh, okay. You Fair enough. What I'm saying? But, um, Put in a good word for me. Totally. Oh, I'll be amazing if they're like, look, you can do an all-podcasters episode. <laughs> like everybody you podcast with, I'd be like, holy shit, Why? They're like, why? Because your buddy had the balls to put it on Front Street. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> and now now you're we're owning it. it. <laughs> yeah, and you're in it. Here's your chance. If you both got so much fucking dignity, walk away from this <laughs> easy job. Or take it, you little <laughs> fat whores, and join Cash us in the check. muck. <laughs> 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 you judgmental uh. judies. <laughs> um, wow, man! I didn't even hear about that. You see, that's the beauty of you having the fucking Ralph Report, um, which I got to keep up. Son, join. yeah, you fucking still read the entertainment news on a daily basis. What else yeah. is
2: happening? Uh, you want me to check my notes? Let me see what else I got. I'm giving away all my uh, Ralph Report stuff. I thought it was the, this was shit you did already to the Kevin Club. Yeah, this will be. I don't know. I don't know when this is going to drop, so I probably will have done it already. So, oh yeah, we'll don't give us it. new news. Just fucking talk about the old <laughs> shit um i don't uh I think let's that was,
1: talk that about was... this because I, I talked about it on fat man beyond but like you saw that fucking crazy disney day where they're like see our dick wow look how long it can get this is it soft you fucking dicks now watch it get hard look at it behold the giant disney dick it's just full of fucking jizz that we want to rain our parade
2: uh, rain all over our parades, I say. The it metaphor crazy. Fell apart. No, I got you. I understand where you are going.
1: Um, boy, oh boy, they uh, see the future, and the future is that app.
2: They do, and we talked about that last week about how that's how people are going to digest their entertainment moving forward. And they seem like they they are they're the big man on campus, don't they?
1: I mean, they just announced that they're like almost at ninety million subscribers. They're probably going to yeah. hit. A hundred, you know, once they start adding these other fucking shows, once WandaVision hits, they're going to get another increase because people are going to be like, holy shit. Like the next
2: and Loki Marvel and stuff. Hawkeye. I mean, all the Marvel stuff is going to drive them through the roof and f- more Star Wars and all the Star Wars
1: they announced. I was like, that sounds like good Star Wars. I'll fucking watch that Star Wars. Yeah. Um, it is just nuts, man. Uh Yeah. It's a, it's, you know what this reminds me of the Cola Wars, Ralph.
2: Remember the Cola Wars? I do rock and roller Cola Wars. I can't take it anymore.
1: They, uh, they went at each other pretty hard. It was an escalation, an arms race, if you will. This is more, yeah, I guess it's kind of like an arms race as well. Um, you know, everybody's trying to outdo each other. Everybody's trying to have the bigger fucking dick right now. Netflix, the biggest swinging dick in the room, but Disney growing that thing unless in a year, they've only been around for a year at this point. They've fucking grown to nearly 100 million subscribers. And now HBO Max making their strong moves by being like every movie we were going to bring to a theater, we we're going to bring to your fucking home.
2: Yeah, they're all getting real.
1: Amazon Prime and Apple are just like, uh, we're cool. Yeah. They don't seem we'll suck. to. we'll suck hind tit. Yeah, they don't seem to... Well, I mean, I guess both of them are like, we have all the money in the world. Entertainment is a hobby for us.
2: They, t- they have some other business ventures, I think. Both Amazon and Apple, I believe, are also in other businesses as well. Yeah, they're like,
1: why don't you guys keep overspending on <laughs> entertainment? We're going to be over here selling paper towels.
2: We're going to sell everything to everyone and be everybody's phone. Yeah. So we're, we're okay. Remember
1: Thanks, that man. pandemic that ruined the world? Well, it was
2: fantastic for both of our
1: businesses. So, so true. Why don't you guys go on and make your little TV shows? <laughs> You're adorable. We'll be sitting over here. Every once in a while, we'll throw you something, man. Apple, Apple put out a Sofia Coppola movie. And did anybody notice? No. Sofia Coppola... Reteams with Bill Murray, bro. Not just any Sofia Coppola movie. It's the. Was same. this the one Rashida Jones? Yeah. Did I say reteam? Who did I say? Yeah, with Bill Murray. So yeah. it's Sofia yeah. Coppola and Bill Murray. together. I didn't know again. she directed that. I didn't know uh, Sophia directed that. That is hers, but the one with Rashida Jones. And
2: like you know, did you? Know, you didn't even know. No, I didn't know that she was, she had directed that. that I knew they had done a film together. It's huge. It's
1: massive, but like it came out and came, it's on Apple, but nobody's talking about it. it. Just didn't make a dent and shit like that.
2: It's hard to cut through the noise, man. Unless so you're Star noise. Wars or Marvel or something, it's really hard to make a splash. Yeah. Disney found a way to cut through the noise. HBO Max found a way to cut through the noise. Well, they have the IPs. I mean, when you own the superheroes and you own the Star Wars galaxy, that's what gets coverage bill murray as much as i love him in this day and age bill murray and rashida jones sitting at a table over dinner is not going to generate a lot of clicks on the the entertainment news websites
1: if you put them in masks make one of them fucking baby yoda <laughs> fuck yeah well
2: exactly that's what i'm saying
1: um yeah that's nuts man what a different world we live in and shit uh different entertainment landscape i was thinking earlier today ralph about the agencies the big agencies. Um, we'll, ah. take, we'll take William Morris Endeavor as uh, the example here. Um, before all this COVID thing happened, William Morris Endeavor was just one of the many agency, agencies engaged in a battle with the Writers Guild over yes. if, the, if I can best sum this up, the idea of packaging. They should, if if agencies are going to package shows, they shouldn't be taking fees, or you know, fucking fees should go over to. The writer's guilt. I, you know, I don't. Packaging was at the core of it. Um, a lot of other agencies have kind of settled with the WGA. William Morris Endeavor um, has not, and in this COVID quarantine, their business, William Morris Endeavor, agencies in general, have taken a massive fucking hit. And they're back on their haunches and they're just using what cash reserves they have left. Because it turns out, like, if famous people don't go to work, agents don't get paid. <laughs> and so do you think, you know, agents, like, already right in last year, like, all the writers, we were told to, like, quit our agents and stuff like that. And everybody, all the writers quit their agents and realized, oh, shit, I don't really even need an agent to fucking do this job and stuff like that. Do you think... Agencies are like long for
2: this world, our business, show business. There's a level at which an artist can rise, whether it's writer, director, actor, where I think it's true. Once you establish a certain body of work, you don't necessarily need someone out there selling for you. My concern is agents are a necessary evil for those folks who are still trying to get the door open. Unless someone is actively advocating for you with the buyers of talent, whatever that talent may be, it's hard to get a fucking job in this town without one. But I'm saying, like, can an agent even help you get a job at this point? Well, someone has to submit you to the casting directors if you're an actor in order to get you the audition. Uh, Casting directors, to the best of my knowledge, still aren't taking submissions just from... The average Joe sending them a picture and resume saying, hey, you know, just getting access to what roles are being cast and what the breakdowns are is hard to do for the average actor. So there usually has to be a go-between between between the casting and the the talent. And That's, you know, from the area that I'm most familiar with. With writing, I would assume it's similar. If you're a a new-ish writer and you haven't been on staff or you haven't sold a pilot or something – How do you get people to read your stuff unless there's somebody on your side who can get that over the transom into some producer's office or some network executive? The problem right now, though, is that one of the problems,
1: um, and this is conjecture, I don't have proof of this, but I I have heard um, of agents, you know, well, first off, agencies, like, first letting go of the lowest level. Right. Right. Um, you know,
2: only repping the stars. Yes. So yes. as well, first they got rid of
1: like groundskeepers, then they got rid of like fucking t- office people and you know secretaries or what assistants. You know, next they got rid of low level agents. So, if you get rid of a low level agent, that's who reps these unknown people, right? What happens to that whole economy? Because that agent I- is out of a job. Right. So even if they're, you know, advocating for you, they're going to mean fucking shit because like if they're not with that agency anymore, it doesn't mean they can't still get in contact with a casting director. And it seems like a lot of agents who did get kicked out or cut or furloughed or whatever, or not even furloughed, just like you're gone, are shifting gears to become managers because mm. they do have all the contacts and right. Just because they're not going to do that job. They're like, oh, maybe I can do this. But yeah, man, I would imagine it's a scary time for the, not, you know, not like the fucking Tom Cruises of this world. Obviously, he's so busy screaming at people. Everything's fucking, <laughs> not much has changed in Tom's world. <laughs> you know, he's still fucking on top and, and he still seems to think that they're doing very important work. That's what I heard in his shout fest. Like,
2: yes. they look to us. We're the gold standard. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I love those Mission Impossible movies. Me too. Um, But, you know, I I, I don't look. Tom Cruise straps himself to fucking airplanes. He's nobody's gold standard of safety or security. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's true I, if you i was that guy fucking on
2: ankle <laughs> jumping across bridge or jumping across a building if huh? i'm that
1: guy on fucking set and he's yelling at me i'd be like fuck you you tied yourself to an aeroplane you fucking went in outer space to make a movie the rest of us could use fucking green screen a little cg but oh not you big fancy boy gotta go to outer space go fuck yourself <laughs> you think i'm too close to you prick (laughs) tom cruising for a fucking bruising snap what up um yeah man that's fucking crazy
2: look maybe it'll be a good thing maybe the disintegration of the giant in agencies with their packaging will loosen up the uh industry a little bit where folks who aren't a client of wme have a shot to get a supporting role in something or might get a job in a writer's room where they wouldn't have ordinarily because everything's so precious and they only hire from the inside. Maybe this will shake up the industry a little bit. Yeah, can, couldn't it couldn't hurt. There it is, kids. A fucking industry veteran weighs in. On. Look, I'd like a shot at some things that I have been told. Oh, no, this uh, you know, there's nothing in this for you because they're all casting internally because it's all fill in the blank the n- name of big agency you know no so right. they're not even hiring the best people you
1: know what you're greedy gus you've had so many shots you had that fucking 90210 shot you had the fucking charm and why it was one of the shannon doherty programs. you had the nypd blue shot where you worked with the ricker you had fucking yeah you, you had uh you had podcast stardom how much more do you fucking want how many more shots you want old man I
2: want many more. <laughs> I'm not done yet, son. You've got I have more to give.
1: You've, you've fucking uh, you got that Masters of the Universe. You got that that Ted. Were you in both Ted one and two?
2: I was. You got that Steph, Family Steph Guy. Seth MacFarlane has put me in everything he's ever made. Is that right? Yeah, Family Guy, Ted, Ted Two, Million Ways to Die in the West. Uh, the, um, he didn't do you any favors there. The, uh, said the
1: guy who made yoga hosers.
2: Actually, it's a, it's a pretty good film. It's, it's taken on a new life, actually, during the COVID. People have sort of discovered it, which is funny. It's ranked pretty highly on Netflix. Um, and the, uh, the, uh, the Orville, too. I was in that as well. Oh
1: my God. He's been, been very kind to me. Everything.
2: Um, Wow. as have
1: you. Then you don't know I'm I ain't looking for that. But it just I know you're not, it but I, it's important to, me to say
2: because like, people who are listening is saying, Kevin puts you in everything too. Say something, asshole. So I wanted to cover my base. There you go, very smart of you. Um it is uh
1: I'm I forget what I was gonna say. I guess my closing of course you did. My closing point is this. Why don't you and fucking Seth go fucking <laughs> get married, you little fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you suck his dick a little more you fucking Seth I'm McFarlane I'm just saying I
2: have lived on, off of the kindness Ralph of McFarlane my Ralph
1: McFarlane and shit <laughs> I have lived off the kindness of my friends. Rafe McFarlane, you'd fucking go all fancy as the dude's fucking man bride and shit.
2: My career is largely uh, thanks to friends who have put me in stuff. You don't need no agent, man. You got fucking Seth McFarlane,
1: Kevin Smith in your fucking corner. And let's be honest, you got Seth McFarlane in your corner. (laughs) He he makes stuff. He's viable. (laughs) You make stuff all the time, and you're making stuff as we speak. I make a lot of shit for free, let's be honest. So, you know, fucking, if it comes on, I'm saying is if it comes down to the Sophie's choice of me or Seth, I'll understand. I I'll be hurt, but I'll understand <laughs> <laughs> when you choose Seth. Cause you're like the bread. That's where the bread is buttered,
2: man. It'll never come to that. There'll I- always be room. No, my heart for both of you.
1: He's just building you up to that point. That's the kind of torn
2: between two lovers. He's feeling like a fool. You forget.
1: He's a rich man. He has them rich man parties where people wear tuxedos and he sings fucking classy tunes and shit like that. He does. Sooner or later, every rich man likes to toy with a poor man's life. (laughs) So he's going to just call you up in the middle of the night. Fucking three in the morning one night and be like, this is the call you never fucking thought would happen. It's me or Kev Smith and just hangs up.
2: <laughs> and he
1: makes a $1 wager with one of his other rich friends. Exactly. What like I'll do. Him and fucking... uh um M. Night Shyamalan get together and uh, come up with something? Nah, he's, he's on the other side of the country. It would have to be... Oh, no, like the dude who does Blackish. Oh, okay. Kendra... Yeah. Barrett, is that his name? Barrett? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's got a fucking empire. Yeah, he's, he's got also like nineteen a- shows with Ish in it, and he's very wealthy. Right. And he's got a Netflix deal coming up. So yep. that seems like the kind of guy he might associate with.
2: And Him and Shonda, they all get together yes, and just have a yes, big rich, there you go. Rich,
1: now you're rich.
2: A rich people's party where they laugh at the little folks.
1: It's one of those parties where they release the poor people and shoot
2: arrows at them
1: I only know about it because a dear friend of mine was winged. can't lift his arm any higher than this, Ralph, because this girl that Seth MacFarlane was trying to impress shot him from 400 yards and lucky shot
2: the most dangerous game.
1: They released him on an island. It was Haley Joel Osment's sister. <laughs> Oh, it's cruel and insane. So that dude, oh, one man. day, he's just going to be like, "Brring," and you're like, "Hey, it's why would Seth McFarlane be calling me at three in the morning? He <laughs> rarely calls <him> this late. <laughs> I got him a morning this. person. This yeah. is, I mean, something must be going on. He must need me. Hello, Ralph. S Mac, what's
2: up, brother? S Mac. <laughs>
1: Hello. Ralph. There will be no S Mac going forward, Ralph. I've come why to a she, decision. Why is he from the Rocky Horror Picture Show? because <laughs> you know, he always puts on character voices. I'm trying to do that baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's you, Stewie. Is that what the baby's called? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know Bart, baby, baby Bart. Um, yes, Ralph. It is, it is me. It is that Smack. You sound like Riff Raff. Okay, Smith. <laughs> no, Riff Raff sounds more like. Hey, you see, Dan? He didn't he sound like a fucking. Oh, no, he's from like? Rocky Art Picture Show. Oh, I thought you meant from fucking. From underdog. underdog. <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit! How am I remembering riffraff differently?"
2: Time is fleeting. Yes, Ralph. Wow. It is. takes its toll. Oh, that's
1: right. It does sound a little like him. Um. Yeah, man, it's going to come down to that, Ralphie's choice. That's going to be a move. That's what you'll. You'll win your Oscar for, man. Fucking like when you do your own, you stars yourself in your own life story. And it's not your life story. It's just that story about
2: how fucking S-Mac. <laughs> that fucking, one phone call? Yeah. How a rich man fucked with you. Wow. There's going to be a lot of padding into that film. <laughs> well, there's a bunch of setup. You got to, you know, fucking
1: we'll do your meteoric rise and fucking your friendship <laughs> and how tight you guys are and shit. Yeah, And then we I'll get say, to... I'll say, sorry, Seth MacFarlane. I choose Kevin,
2: Kevin Smith. <coughs> we get to a point in that movie where... Wait a minute, I think Kevin's dying. Never mind, Seth, I choose you. <laughs> yeah,
1: quick. Jump on that fucking train. That honey wagon. Um, there's there's that moment where, you know, with the Kaiser Soze moment, where you realize mm. he's been plotting this all along and fucking anything uh, that's went bad in your life, he was there for <laughs> He's the architect of my destruction. He's it, man. He's yeah, fucking He's, he's the Blofeld to my bond. He is, and all this time you were like, He's always looked out for me. He's like, I've only looked out for you that's him petting a cat. I've only looked out for you this long to get to this moment, Ralph Common. You will dance for me. I think you're mistaken,
2: Blofeld. Uh, Blow Blow McFarland.
1: That uh and then right then and there, once you start doing the character voices, you win his heart. Yeah, he melts. He's a man who loves an impression, I'm sure. He is. Um it is uh it is it 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 is <laughs> sure is. It is. <laughs> it's time for me to go. I gotta go. We're going, we're finishing? Yeah. It's time to go, kids. There you got a bunch of fucking headlines and some inside fucking scoop. And a fucking deep analysis into both me and Ralph. <laughs>
2: Kevin's dark fantasies. <laughs> that is Fantasy Island. Kevin's the host of Fantasy Island. His fantasy is Seth MacFarlane calls me in the middle of the night demanding me make a choice. If you walk away
1: from anything from this episode with from with from this episode of of Gimme Headlines, it's that fucking Ralph calls s Mac. <laughs> I don't, God forbid. <laughs> um S Mac is Smack Kids. You know that. Stay off the smack. Yeah, that's, don't that's, that's, just that's, do cocaine. That's more fun. <laughs> it's, a, it's a speedier drug. Uh, oh, there I it is. Some, I need some cocaine. I gotta go. Have you not done cocaine this entire quarantine? I haven't done it in years. What is that like now? For the like, because that in, that means you got to deal with somebody, somebody, you know, germs, and then you're snorting. Like, when is is there COVID in the coke? Coke COVID. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> to the best of my knowledge uh covid doesn't uh travel in cocaine it has an effect but i hadn't cocaine. done it for years since my kid was born and then i did it recently on a movie set and it was enormously fun the fuck seriously yeah like just a quick bump or like a
1: fuck? yeah yeah just a little bit but it was fun and you were like what the fuck
2: it's like this is everything
1: i remembered it being this and it, fucking you weren't scared or nothing Nah.
2: I got nothing to live for
1: anymore anyway. Look at this shit, man. There's there's your fucking inside Hollywood scoop, man. Give me headlines. Fucking Ralph. Living
2: large, man. Blowing
1: rails, Hollywood style and shit. Bringing the 80s back single-handedly.
2: I ain't afraid no ghost.
1: <laughs> White lines. My name is Ralph Garman. <laughs> blowing through my mind. <laughs> All the time, I think of me. <laughs> no, all the time, I think of news. You know, cause
0: oh, nice.
1: <laughs> but then we find out the reason behind your addiction is because, like, you're doing twice as many podcasts as you were used to. Cause, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> cause give me, I gotta keep up. It pushed you, pushed you over the edge. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? I was responsible. Like, yeah, you fucking got to yeah, do that free you. fucking podcast and fucking it. it, it of course he had to do coke to keep up <laughs> um all right i'm gonna let you go i was just busy looking at all your shit in the background that oh, penguin okay. really fucking pops does it yeah it really does that's the one that immediately your eyes drawn to yeah it's pretty cool uh there it is kid yeah, I'm fucking <laughs> talking the audience is like what are they what, what are they looking yeah What's well you like did about? you forget that you're doing a about po- i did forget that we were doing a podcast <laughs> yeah uh, there it is, folks. You got a lot of fucking news this week, man. Um, and you only got it because of one guy who apparently has been paying attention. Give it up for Ralph Carmen.
2: Let's hear it from my bestest babble brother, Mister Kevin Smith.
1: Go listen to us do Cape commentaries over at uh, Hollywood Babylon, man. We'll be back, of course, after the start of the new year, and go join the Garmy of Fox, the Ralph
2: Report, <laughs> which is at patreon dot com slash the Ralph Report. And why don't you join the uh, Kevin Smith Wake and Bake Club, too, while you're at it? I'm already here. Oh, that's right. Never mind.
1: That's, <laughs> Thank why, you. that's
2: how you're listening to this. Exactly. Thank you for listening.
1: <laughs> uh, Forgive me headlines. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. And you just got the head. Lines? Yeah, you remembered.
0: Give me head. Give me head. Give me headlines. And give me head. <laughs>
1: This podcast has been produced exclusively for members of thatkevinsmithclub.com.